We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have an emergency pod. We're going to talk about Dan Campbell being signed as the head coach for six years. All in episode 167 of the Pride Podcast. Yo, what is going on guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast episode 167 on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host Tyler, joined by my two guys as always, Malcolm and Pierre. We got the full band together today. How you boys doing? Woo! I am good. Looks like the Lions finally found their GM and their head coach. That's what we'll be talking about today. Yeah, so we got... A pretty interesting slate of sh- uh, for our show today. So we obviously did our emergency podcast already on the Lions hiring general manager Brad Holmes. If you guys haven't listened to that, you guys can go listen to that. We did all our talk and what we think is next for this team with the general manager standpoint. But now we got to get into what's next for this team. And we said that is hiring a head coach. And not official yet at the time of this recording, but I'm almost positive at the time of this publish of this episode that it will become official. So it is worth mentioning and worth talking about. And that seems like the Lions have uh, found their next head coach. And that is wait, Dan- you hear that? Oh, is it the sirens? Oh, well, I guess it's kind of the sirens. It's not as loud as usual, but yes, it is the sirens. Um, so yeah, it seems like the Lions reportedly, I'm going to say it again, reportedly have hired. Dan Campbell to become their next head coach. Usually we like to make things official, but I'm almost positive at the time of this publishing, it's going to come official. So it's worth mentioning. So the Lions reportedly have hired their next head coach, Dan Campbell. We've talked about Brad Holmes already. So what are we getting here? Uh, Brad Holmes or Dan Campbell, assistant head coach for Sean Payton. He was a tight ends coach down in New Orleans as well. And now he's taking a big leap to become the next head coach. This is actually not his first time being a head coach. Uh, he was an interim head coach back in 2015 for the Miami Dolphins. 
But as far as being a full-time head coach, this is going to be his first gig, and he's getting with the Detroit Lions. So, I mean, it still counts as a rookie head coach, and the Lions are going pretty young and inexperienced uh, for this, you know, this route this time. You know, they're going another rookie head coach route like they did last time with Patricia. They're also going another rookie general manager this time as well, like they did with Bob Quinn. And there's another report that's going floating around, um, not official yet, but Dan Campbell could be potentially bringing in another inexperienced young defensive coordinator and Aaron Glenn, former player. Uh, mm. That could potentially be his defensive coordinator coming along with him, not official yet, but that is looking like that is very possible of happening as well. So Lions are going young. They're going inexperienced. Uh, you know, it is you know, fair to be have some caution now because this could be very boomer bust. And I'm pulling that right from Malcolm. Malcolm texted me, this could be very boomer bust. And I'm going to kick it out to him because we haven't talked in a minute. So, you know, now, you know, the Lions, we didn't talk to you when they hired Brad Holmes, but now that they've hired Brad Holmes and it seems like Dan Campbell's coming here, we seem like we're getting another inexperienced guy at the defensive coordinator spot. You know, what's your thoughts right now? What do you think where this next chapter for the Detroit Lions are going? Man, I'm I'm, I'm in a big wait and see mode it's like if you look at like a traffic light you know you have the, the red light the green light the yellow light i'm a, I'm at the yellow so i'm like er, slowing down and kind of pressing the brake a bit that's where i am right now this is kind of it's kind of like it hit me from a curveball because i mean a few weeks ago dan Campbell wasn't even a name that we even mentioning as like a lead candidate for this job and if you had told me like a month ago or three months ago that dan campbell was going to be the leading candidate to be the, the head coach of Detroit Lions, I don't be like, man, you're crazy. There, there's too many options out there. There's Robert Salah out there. Um, you know, there's Dr. Smith. There's um, the, the, the parent, the can't Panthers guy. What's his name? Um, Joe Brady. Joe Brady. I mean, there, there's a lot of guys out there. A lot of good quality coaches that could be like a Sean McVay, you know? But then you're going to say that Dan Campbell's the lead guy. You know, Dan Campbell's a guy who'd never been a coordinator before. He'd just been a position coach. Right. And a assistant head coach, and you know he he was intern head coach um, for the Dolphins, and I believe his record there was five and seven um, when he was with Miami in twenty fifteen. But it's just it's just a little bit of a shock that he's their first option. Um, so yeah, this is going to be a really big boom and bust because I do believe for Dan Campbell to succeed, he would need a strong staff, really strong right. staff, a staff that's like that he can lean on. That is not just on him because I don't believe he's an he's a X and O type guy. So I think he needs a really, 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 really strong. I'm talking about like ex head coach type players or 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 head coaches that are you know have a future of being head coach. He needs those type of players, those type of staff, coaching staff on his on on his on his staff. Yeah. So this right. this again, it's gonna be this gonna be a coin flip. I'm 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 not all in, but I'm not out. So I yeah. just want to see how how it happens, how how it folds. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that a lot. Actually, I think this is a very, like you mentioned, a boomer bust signing. You know, this is something that can go either way. Uh, something I do want to mention about Dan Campbell and what you're going to be getting out of Dan Campbell and why I think he got this job and and, and it's significant why he got this job and that is exactly what they've been saying. And I I mentioned this is a word Chris Spielman has said more than his son's name. And that is a culture. And that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what Dan Campbell brings with him is fixing a culture. Guy's going to play for him. And I want to mention, you guys, if you guys know me and if you guys have listened to this podcast and we've talked about head coaches many times. And I told you, my guys, my head coaching candidate, my favorite candidate, and that is Robert Salah. And I want to give you one main feature and one main thing why I loved Robert Salah so much. And that was his leadership. His leadership to have a locker room play for him. 
okay, you're getting that same exact feature and with Dan Campbell right now. So that's exciting because that was something that was what I was looking for personally, even though I have zero say what the Lions are looking for, but something I was looking for after we went through one of the roughest patches in Detroit Lions history that those last three to five years with uh, Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia. So we needed something to revamp and fix this culture. You're going to get that exactly with Dan Campbell. He's a guy where people are going to play for him. And you go back to Miami in 2015, bad culture. They fire their head coach. They, they lean on Dan Campbell. Malcolm mentions, I mean, it wasn't a good team. They won five to seven games. Whoop-de-doo, whatever, right? But that's a guy you're going to play for. I mean, we need someone that's going to play for their guys because I mean, it was a mess. I mean, guys buying in, guys not buying in. It was just a whole mess. And we need, some, we need someone in this locker room as a head coach to be that leader where I want to play for Dan Campbell. I want to sign you because of Dan Campbell. And you're going to get that exactly with Dan Campbell. But now I want to come into the concerns with Dan Campbell and why this could be very risky and scary for the Detroit Lions. And that's exactly what Malcolm mentioned. He's not an X and O type guy. You know, he's a guy that's never called plays. He's just a guy that's going to be a very good leader, a good game time manager for you. And that's good. That's cute and all. But at the end of the day, we need very, very strong coordinators along with Dan Campbell because as far as, you know, getting guys to play for you, if we don't have good plays out there, we don't have good coordinators out there, this could be a total mess. And it could be a mess very fast. But as far as a leadership standpoint, you're getting that with Campbell. But... I think this is something we need to wait on a little bit more and seeing what the staff looks like more than we can judge just Dan Campbell because what Dan Campbell brings is still important. It's still very important today's NFL, but he, you know, he's not your Robert Sala. Like he doesn't have that past experience where he's called the defense for San Francisco. He's not that Arthur Smith. He's called the plays in Tennessee. Um, Joe Brady. He's not Joe Brady. He's not calling plays like in Carolina. So his staff is going to be more important, I think, than what Dan Campbell is. And that's honestly most of the case scenarios when you're hiring a head coach is your staff. The staff is one of the most important things, if not the most important right. thing. So um, I love the qualities that Dan Campbell brings for him uh, as far as, you know, getting guys to play for him and being that leader. He's the good alpha leader that we've been looking for. But the negatives could be very bad if he doesn't get the staff right. So he needs to, you know, get on that. Um, now we're in a position where we're not waiting until February to build the staff. So that's good in his favor. So Dan Campbell needs to get on this right away. It looks like he supposedly has his, uh, future defensive coordinator. So we'll see how that works. But, you know, we still have a lot of staff members to fill out as far as obviously an offensive coordinator, which is huge. I mean, and on all the position coaches at that point, because as of right now, all we know supposedly are reportedly is our defensive coordinator. And that is Aaron Glenn reportedly. And we'll see if that ends up happening. But, um, I want to wait a little bit more. I'm not going to hate this right away from the start with Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes. I want to wait and see kind of what they do. But overall, I mean, as far as a leader, I love it. I love it. But I want to see the staff before I say I love it or hate it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, what about you, Pierre? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead before, before we kick off to Pierre, I just want to mention one thing. I know we mentioned that when Dan Kimmel was with, was with the Dolphins, he had a five and seven record. I just want everybody to know before he took over that team, they were one and three or one. Oh, and yeah, three. no, he yeah. didn't. He so wasn't there the whole year. Yeah. He took over a total mess. Like they were on track to go. Like they were on track to win like two games that year. Yeah. Like yeah. they they were not a good football team. And he had them playing hard, playing, playing tough. And he, he definitely improved that team. So I didn't want to put that out there because if you're just looking at, oh, he went five and seven with the Dolphins, like why is he our head coach? Yeah, is what he was able to do with that team. It's kind of like what Bevel was able to do with our team last year. Right. You don't really look at the record, but you just look at you know how how the players were playing, how they how they all uh, you know responded. how they responded, and yeah, there were the Dolphins were a mess in 2015, and he got the best out of those players. Yeah, and I actually read that to add on to that, I read that the uh, the players actually wanted him back in 16 to continue. Was it 16? Yeah, for 2016. Yeah. yeah, so they actually wanted him back, but I think they went with Adam Gase, and we all know how that turned out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, Gase at the time was actually the hot candidate, believe it or not. But anyways, um, Chicago, yeah. I want to give my opinion. Basically, I kind of view this as like a Rabel type of hiring. Rabel's a former player, was a linebacker's coach, was never a coordinator. He had to get a strong staff, right? And he and did that. He, he did yeah. that. So, and you also look at the Lions. What do they need? Because they're mostly going to be young. They're kind of like Holmes didn't want to say rebuilding, but like let's be honest, the defense needs a lot of work. He said retooling, but they 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 got some young players. They're going to be a young team. You want to have a strong leader to guide these young players in the raw right way. And then uh, I want to mention something. Teron Armstead. If you guys don't know him, he's the Saints' starting left tackle. Yep. He said this. It's like I've never seen him badmouth anybody. It's more uh, talking up to you. If when they mess up, he's going to talk up to them. And you just want to play for somebody. You just want to run through a big wall for him. I would. So, like, exact opposite of Patricia, right? If you if you messed up, Patricia would cuss your life out. This guy, if you mess up, would be like, look, you did this wrong here. Let's try to correct it and move on. He's the exact opposite of Patricia as far as leadership goes. But like you guys said. He needs strong coordinators because he's not an X's and O's guy. I mean, yeah, he played in the league. Yeah, he's been uh, Champagne's right-hand man. He actually played under Parcells. If you guys don't know Parcells, one of the best head coaches to coach in the NFL. Um, so that's uh, that's just where I'm at with this. I'm kind of like wait and see as well. I like the hire. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I like it. Yeah. Um, my number one option was Brady, but they didn't interview him. I'm going to give him a chance, though, you know, because he's our coach now, and I like the leadership qualities he brings to the locker room. Same with Holmes. They both have, I mean, Holmes has said culture a lot, too, right? It feels like culture was mentioned a lot in their presser, and I mean, in their interviews. And so I'm kind of excited because you got two unproven guys, but at the same time, two hungry guys, right? Holmes is hungry to prove that, hey, my, my way could work. I'm a good scout. And then... Campbell could prove that, look, I worked under Sean Payton for three years. I played under Parcells. I was an interim coach from Miami. 
now I could do this in Detroit. So it's kind of exciting. They got a lot to prove. And Campbell also played for the 0-16 team for the Lions. So he knows what this fan base has been through. So yeah. that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned, just so much inexperience. So, I mean, this could backfire the Lions so badly. It, it could backfire them so badly. But honestly, I look at this team right now and – how much lower could we get? I mean, we're low already. How much lower could we get? We're already the last stock. So, you know, remember when I was bringing up Marvin Lewis's name and, and I was saying, like, this guy could be the culture fix. We need that right now. You're kind of getting that with Dan Campbell a little bit more. Um, I think the maybe one thing that maybe intrigued him a little bit more about Dan Campbell, maybe is, I, I can't, you know, say this personally, that's gonna this is going to happen. Maybe he's a little more aggressive than Marvin Lewis, and that's what they liked about him. But, I mean, from everything you heard, they liked Marvin Lewis as well. So th- they really wanted to fix this culture. And that was something that was very important to them because, right. like I mentioned, man, these last three years were rough. Um, we just never had a full team bought in. And as far as current former players always mentioned that, it was just hard. It was difficult because, like you mentioned, Patricia might be a smart guy and all, but he's just not a good leader at the end of the day. You know, he never got the best out of his guys. He was always talking down about them. But... You know, now we're getting a, a whole different vibe, and I guess we kind of got to see how this rolls. I mean, I hope it works, obviously. And, you know, now they got their new general manager. It looks like they got their new head coach. And like I mentioned, I want to see a little bit more how uh, Dan Campbell bids, builds his staff before I judge it and before I love it or hate it. So, you know, it's going to be very interesting these next couple of days and just the whole offseason in general with Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes in the building in Detroit. But overall, I think I can have all you guys agree with me as far as listening and you two here, right here, uh, right here. We're ready to flip this chapter, and this is exciting. Uh, this is exciting just to flip the chapter to the, you know, the to, of the book for the Detroit Lions because, like I mentioned, we can't get any lower. So let's just hope this works. Let's hope this chapter is nice. Let's hope it's not bland. Let's hope it's not boring. So, um, yeah, yeah. Let me let me let me just ask a question, man. I'm I'm just a little shocked, like, because Dan Campbell, man. I mean. Yeah, he's 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 a good guy. Yeah, he, he could change the culture, but there was a proven guy out there named Marvin Lewis. Mm. You you brought him up. You, I know you say uh uh-uh. uh, you know, and I know you brought him up. But Marvin yeah. Lewis is a guy who came into the the Bengals organization, and he did what we were looking for. He changed yeah. the culture. I mean, the, the the Bengals were complete laughing stock before before he got there. Yeah, like they yeah. were they were bad. Right. And as far as you know, NFC championships and went in there. I'm saying they won the playoff game, but you know, 10 six, you know, winning your division. He, he's done all that. Yeah. And he's, he's proven to change a locker room. Yeah. Is, does it not shock you that they didn't go that route versus a guy who hasn't done that yet? A little bit because I, I mean, you remember when I told you guys how if they strike out on Salah, but it doesn't necessarily look like they struck out on Salah, or maybe they just pass on him, whatever, whatever the story ended up being on Salah, whatever. Uh, I mentioned that Marvin Lewis can make a lot of sense for this team because he's a guy that's going to be able to fix the culture. The only reason why I see they go with a guy like Dan Campbell over a guy like Marvin Lewis is maybe, you know, this guy's a little bit younger. Maybe this guy's been a little more in the loop of today's NFL because I was mentioning this to Pierre last episode that. The NFL, man, it's changed. I mean, even from five years ago, it's it's been a significant difference of how the game's been played and how, like what players are you know specialized now. Like, I hate to say, it, but like just the regular pocket quarterback that stands there, it's like almost going out of style in the NFL. Like now, you need mobility at your quarterback right. position. And like, I'm not saying Marvin Lewis is necessarily out of the loop of what's happening in the NFL because obviously he's probably watching the games and you know he he has a different mindset from what he did a couple of years ago and. 
he would adjust like everybody else. I'm not saying that, but maybe they look at Dan Campbell's this young Mike Vrabel. I mean, and, and now we look at Tennessee. Mike Vrabel is a guy that we look around. We look at maybe he's going to be there for the next five to ten years, maybe even more. And maybe this guy built a Super Bowl and wins a Super Bowl in Tennessee and whatnot. Maybe they saw that in Dan Campbell because this guy's a little younger. He's a little more in the gist of the NFL. Maybe that's the only thing I could think of, honestly. Um, when I think of it, it's kind of like, okay, you hired Marvin Lewis. It's not like, oh, we hired Marvin Lewis. Like, it's just kind of like, yeah, whatever. But then you, you hire like a guy like so Campbell. Like, Campbell Campbell's a fury guy, though. Lewis is a little more quiet. Yeah. Campbell's a little more like fury and like, like I don't know how to explain it. It's like. He's like your he'll, he'll like fire you up. He'll fire yeah, you Marvin up. Lewis Campbell, yeah, Marvin, Marvin Lewis is kind of like a Caldwell guy. He's like, like in like a like a grandpa who has like some wise quotes and claps and you know conservative style, right? And uh, you look at Campbell. Campbell's like a fiery guy. Like just the way he talks, the way he presents himself. I mean, he's a huge guy. He's like six five, I think, something he's like that. He's yeah, a tight end. Yeah. He's a former <laughs> tight end, bro. But I mean, yeah. like, did you get the? I mean. I, I get it. We was hired Marvel Lewis. Well, I'll we say this. Um, you remember in 2015 when they hired him, he brought the Oklahoma drill back to practice, and the players loved it in Miami. They had, yeah. they had. So, like, that's the type of like fieriness, or I don't even know if that's where. That's like a type of energy that Campbell brings. Like, he brings energy. Like, he'll be fun, but at the same time, he's gonna expect a lot. I, and, and like I was saying just now, I know we like with the Marvel Lewis. If they would have hired him, I know it'd be like, oh, Marvel Lewis, like. But Dan Campbell, like, are you Someone excited? Like, him, are you excited? Like, oh shit, we hired Dan Campbell. No, but at least like he brings some sort of energy instead of like just kind of like like a Caldwell, like Marvin Lewis sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm, I wasn't really high on Marvin Lewis because I said on the last episode, uh, I said I don't really value experience because the guys right now, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, whatever, like Mike Vrabel, those guys weren't coaches before. They were coordinators. There, some guys were like position coaches like uh, Vrabel, for example. So I don't really value experience. I just want a good leader, and I want a guy who could be a good coach. Same with GM. I don't, I don't really care about experience. I want a good scouting guy, a good eye for talent. Yeah, I'm, I'm just talking about as far as, like, culture change, as far as culture change. And, and I know that's a big reason why they brought in Campbell. I'm just right. a little shocked that they went Campbell over Marvin Lewis as far as to change the culture. But I mean, it, it it is what it is, man. And to be honest with you, I mean, both 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 of those hires give me the same effect. I mean, none of them wow me like, oh yeah. shit, this is it. You know, he's gonna be our coach for the next five, ten years, and and who knows? You know, maybe it happens. But you know, yeah, that's what you hope that happens. That's you what know, your intentions are when you hire this. Five, guy. Exactly, five to ten. You hope you hope this is gonna be your next coach for five to ten years. You know, but I just I, I just really want to see his staff. I mean, who he brings in. It's gonna be really important on his his future, and then and also, um, as far as our new GM Holmes, um, how much is he tied into Campbell? So they did say today, like they did say in the inter, like in this presser, I think it was Sheila Rad, I forgot who it was, but that uh, he did talk to the candidates, um, he did talk to the candidates. So I mean, that's good because this is not like so. this is a situation that he's not. This is not his guy, pretty much. It's an arranged I mean, marriage. This is, so, so pretty much, and this is what I think is good because if we hire Dan Campbell, which most likely we are hiring, and if he sucks ass for two years, we're not gonna have a Bob Quinn Patricia holding on to him. It's like, no, we gotta leave together. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to fire you because you're my you're my buddy. You don't want to have a situation like that. Like he could say, "Yo, get the fuck out of Detroit." 
Yeah. So but at the same is. time, though, you want them to become buddies. Like you want them to work together. You want them to sort of become a family because that's the way you win, right? When the head coach and GM are on the same page. If they're not on the same page, then you have a problem. No, no, yeah, no, yeah definitely on the same page, yeah. but not not like he's the saying, same page he, as far as as far as Dan Campbell failing these players. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like a damn, so. like like yeah, because. Like, 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 example, like if Bob Quinn wasn't married to Patricia, he could have got rid of that dude a long time ago. What are they like, uh, Malcolm? Like, just like chips and salsa. Chips, they just go salsa. together. They go, they go together, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's a positive. So I'm not saying that we want this to happen, but that's just a positive. Yeah, if, 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 if it goes, if it, yeah, goes, if it comes goes to that, if it comes to that, we're not going to have a situation that is going to drag on three, four years. Like we're seeing with the Patricia Quinn situation that's going to drag on three four years um if it's bad and it's looking bad it's not there's no end to it he could cut ties with them and that, that that's a positive yeah definitely so it's gonna be interesting man and like you mentioned we mentioned it already that the staff's gonna be important i think that's what you should be more interested in i think as fans or you know anybody that's just close with the lions i think that's what you should be more interested in, is waiting to see what the staff is more than just judging Dan Campbell because it's not fair to judge, just judge Dan Campbell because I'm not really worried about what Dan Campbell's going to do. I think he's going to do his job. I think he's going to do his job perfectly fine, honestly. So in that aspect, I'm not concerned. But what his job and what the role I'm looking with, for Dan Campbell doesn't necessarily you know, just mean wins. It, it could, you know, It's a good mixture of wins if you have the right staff. So the staff's going to be very important, but... You know, I can't just judge Dan Campbell without a staff, without knowing the staff. So it, it's, that's going to be more important to me and seeing what the staff looks like before I can really say I love this or hate this. But overall, right. I'm kind of like Malcolm. I'm not overall happy. I mean, overall, like through the roof happy, but I'm not, you know, depressed or pissed off right now. I'm kind of like Malcolm. I'm at the yellow light. Do I stop? Do I go? I mean, we'll see. <laughs> is, is it worth it? <laughs> we'll yeah, I, I like both of the hires, but I don't like, like, love the hires sort of like, like, I like them. Um, so you're the, you're the yellow light too, then, pretty much. I, I guess you could say you, that. Or like, are you more on green? Like well, a little more on green. green. A little. So like, it's like flipping green. So he's gas. He's gassing you. He's <laughs> on the gas. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're overall pretty much all in the same boat, though. I don't think uh, any of us are overly excited, but um, you know, it's something that we're obviously going to give it a chance. And I mean, whoever they were going to hire, I was going to give a chance to. There wasn't going to be any hire. I'm going to be like, this sucks. The same old lines, like they're they're. I know, I know, I know. Those people. I said us. I'm saying us. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying there, there's a guy who I would, that would piss me off. Okay, I'm seeing realistic candidates, not Adam Gates. <laughs> no, 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 no. More than Adam Gates. Um, Jeff oh, Ireland. You don't like Jeff yeah, Ireland. Jeff Ireland. No, I, I, no, I, definitely not a fan of that guy. Fair because you've Big. seen before. He has experience. But yeah. as far if they hired Marvin Lewis, like I'm not gonna be. You know, team sucks. Whatever. Mm. They hired Robert Sala. I might have been a little more excited right now. I'm not going to lie. But um, it didn't really matter. It's like I kind of – I'm at the point where I just want to see what they do. I want to see how they built this team. Do you know what went wrong with that Robert Sala? Did anybody know it what went wrong? It seems like the li- he was more interested in the Lions and the Lions were interested in him. That's what like, he, like it kind of like sounded like. It seems like the Lions weren't as high on him as like the fans were. Yeah, and I think the baker messed up his order too. He wanted he wanted Honolulu blue. They gave him baby blue on accident. So, <laughs> that, that, that's 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 a shocker, man. That, I just don't. Uh, Dude, I I'm so happy for him though. I know this is a Lions pod, but I'm so happy for him. You know, I think he's gonna do great. Bro, things. I told I told I've been saying this all. I've been saying this everywhere. I've been saying, look, if I was a head coach somewhere, uh, a free agent head coach, that would have been my number one spot. 
Yeah. You know, not that would have been, been my number one spot. I love I, I just I love the identity and what he's gonna bring to the Jets. I love the offensive coordinator who brought with him. I think it's gonna be very exciting for the New York Jets. Yeah. If we have any Jets fans listening, I mean this was my number one candidate personally. I think he's gonna be very special down there. Or, Mine was Joe Brady, but we didn't interview him, so it is what it is though. I think he'll be special too when he gets his dues at a head, co- at a head coaching job. But overall, yeah. man. I'm I'm pumped for Robert Salah, especially being a Middle Eastern too. Like, how can you be happy for him? First Muslim head coach ever in the NFL. Like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's real cool. So, overall, but before we end the show, guys, do you have an idea of the scheme we'll be running with Dan Campbell? Okay, offensively, um, offensively and defensively, like what what should Lions fan look forward to going forward? So, I actually did some homework on Aaron Glenn today. I don't really know the OC will be like we haven't really had like it could it be someone from the Saints, someone from the Parcel staff could it just be a guy he admires like maybe someone from the Chiefs I really don't know his OC but like we could go with Aaron Glenn just kind of like what we'll expect if you want to do that I mean yeah he's reportedly the head uh, the defensive coordinator for the team so that's fair so um this is according to Matt Bowen from ESPN uh like this is kind of the coverages they played in New Orleans this year they play 22.2% of two-man, which is basically uh, two safeties high man coverage. Um, they play, And then they blitzed uh, 29.2% of the time, which was 15th in the NFL. And they also played 11.7% of quarters coverage, which was 12. So the Saints defense is basically focused on not giving up the long ball and creating pressure with your D-line. They ran a lot of twists and stunts up front. Um, so kind of, sort of like, I don't really know who runs it too much. I mean, so it, it, as far as a scheme, it's going to be a 4 3. You're not going to have that 3 4 Jack yep. linebacker anymore. So, like, your Devon Kennards, your Julian Aquara standing up. Um, you know, Julian Aquara is probably going to be defensive end now. Like, all that's out the window. There's none yeah. of that anymore. They're all going to be hands, two hands in the dirt defensive ends. You're going to have your two defensive tackles, probably a little more athleticism in the front seven, a little For bit sure. more. So. Um, there's a difference. So as far as a scheme, you're probably just going to get the typical 4-3, which you see in New Orleans, and obviously mixing with some man coverage, some zone coverage. It's going to be a little mix of variety of everything. But as far as a 3-4 and a jack linebacker, multiple fronts and all that, yeah, I could throw that all damn out the window. Yeah, That's all I mean, gone. <laughs> I have Thank the God. other uh, coverages for you if you want. They ran cover 2, 27th in the league, 12, 12.6%. Cover 3, 30th in the league, 12.8%. Then cover 1. 31.2%, 24th in the league. So they do a little of everything, but they play mostly two-man and quarters coverage. Um, yeah. So they don't want to get up the long ball. And then, uh, like you said, bro, the, the front seven is going to be different, and I don't think they could do that in one year. If they do, kudos to Brad Holmes. No more yes. like Tyler said. Uh, probably Penasini doesn't fit. Shelton doesn't fit. Austin Bryan doesn't fit. Tavai doesn't fit. Christian Jones doesn't fit. Maybe they'll keep some of those guys. But in general, those guys don't fit. Um, yeah. So you're looking like at a massive overhaul. So you look at the lines now. You're a defensive end or you're a linebacker. No, not anymore. <laughs> you play half on the half on the D line, half coverage. It's just you're a defensive end or you're a linebacker. You don't think also Brian could play? He could play like a oh, he could play defensive center. end. They like they like their uh, the Saints like their edge rushers to be athletic. And Austin Bryan is just not that type, like a speedy, athletic guy. Maybe like year one they'll try it out, like just to see because they don't really have that many like like picks this year so and they don't have that much cash base as well because the cap went out so it's kind of like limited resources maybe they'll roll with some of them but in general like the scheme that new orleans runs they like they're like their front to be athletic and austin bryant is not 
and athletic type of guy. I believe the Lions are sitting at eleven million in cap right now, so it's going to be pretty hard. Um, yeah, as far as like you know, signing some guys, so they're going to have to do some structuring on some deals. But overall, I think we're expecting if if it's not a full on rebuild year one, it's going to be at least a retool at least for year one. So. I don't expect any, you know, big signings this offseason. You know, a lot of role players and and that and whatnot. But like five-year deals and stuff like that, I wouldn't really much expect that in Detroit. And we'll get into that stuff when we get closer to the offseason. But um, yeah, I mean, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a little probably quiet year for Detroit as far as the offseason. You know, it's gonna be a lot of building from the draft, and then you know, getting some guys that know the system already, and you know helping out these young guys develop, obviously. So I think that's going to be the main goal year one with Campbell and Holmes. Establish their culture, clean up the mess that Bob Quinn and Patricia left. In year two, you can sort of, kind of, you know, Joe Douglas did last year, sort of. Like, he didn't go all out. He signed a receiver for like nine or ten million. He signed a couple players. He didn't really go all out on players. Then year two now, this year, he has all his cast pace. He has his draft picks. He builds. Kind of like, this is where kind of like... Even Washington, like Rivera, like he came in... Almost fixed up what Gruden left behind because you know that was kind of a messed up culture too. Players were right. buying in, and that's what he did essentially. You know, he 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 just like kind of he didn't really spend money on any big time free agents or anything like that, and just built from the draft. And probably the next upcoming years, that's what their plan is going to be in uh, Washington. Yeah. So you kind of like we have to be patient with this because this is just not like hey we're gonna come in and fix this. It's hard, especially with the defense. Um, even the offense has issues. Like the wide receivers are all free agents. Your top three guys. The only wide receivers under contract, other than like future deals, are Quintess Cephas and um, uh, Geronimo Allison. And he, has, he didn't even play this year. Kennedy. He's so. not a lock either. Neither are locks. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, yeah, they signed him to a, a futures deal. But yeah, overall, I mean, this is a. Uh, we're back. We're back to like the old Detroit Lions. I mean, this is something that they're going to have to come back and fix. Like, this is when Caudrill came back in 2014. Like, this is the same situation. We know he. We're not in that position where we had that luxury back in 2017 or going 2018. Sorry, when we hired Patricia, like Caldwell established that culture, he built a culture where he set up a nice opportunity for a next head coach. Patricia burns it to the ground. We have to throw these cookies away now, and that's where we are now. So um. I, I'll take a step back. I think this is the more of the Jim Schwartz type error. Is what we're talking about right now. Yeah, probably. You have like so you're saying a piggyback to a piggyback. Yeah, because Jim Schwartz was the one that started off. You know, Jim Schwartz was the first one to get us to the playoffs and yeah. gave the city hope. You know, it, it was for, it started off Jim Schwartz. You know, and then, and then um, he, he pretty much handed torch to Jim Caldwell, and Jim Caldwell got him better. And then we fucking yeah. had Patricia. Wait, Patricia. are you saying? And Jim Schwartz also drafted a quarterback. So are you hinting something that Brad Holmes will draft a quarterback? No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm, I'm messing with you. <laughs> I thought you. <laughs> He didn't really reveal anything today. He was non-committal on Stafford, but he also didn't say that um, Stafford isn't our quarterback. He didn't say Stafford is our quarterback, like how Bob Quinn said like when he was first hired. So it was kind of like non-committal. He's not showing his hands, which is a good thing. He's being secretive or just not telling the media what he wants to do. Um, mm-hmm. Actions... I was gonna say he hasn't spoke to him, so I mean, yeah. of course he, of course he's not gonna commit to a guy who he, who he hasn't even spoken to yet. So well, I mean, I'm we'll not really looking too deep. I'm not really looking too deep into we have, that. We have a whole off season to decide. Yeah, we have a whole stuff. off. This off season is gonna be interesting. Buckle up. Yeah, but um, I I think as far as communications like the, to us and the media and stuff like that, we're gonna begin that a little more with with Brad Holmes. I was looking at something with what the Rams did, and um, 
it was after the draft. It was really sweet, and I think this would be sweet if the Lions could do something like this. And they actually had a media session where um, they brought the GM and they brought all the scouts in, basically, and they explained every pick and why they picked this guy at this position, like right after the draft. So I think we're going to get a little more, you know, transparent from this regime, which is pretty cool. And, you know, it's not going to be no secret at 4 o'clock Saturday p.m., um, <laughs> you know, injury reports and stuff like that. So I think we should be getting a little more transparency from this uh, regime. So we'll see um, as far as, you know, you know, knowing more in the loop instead of us assuming stuff. I think we should know a little bit more with the staff and, you know, this next another, regime. Uh, another positive is, like, the front office. They're changing the structure of our the Lions front office. So they're having the GM just focus on, like, the player scouting and stuff like that. And then Mike Disner, the guy who was the cap guru, he's also got, like, he has more uh, responsibilities now. I want to call it a promotion. I don't really want to call it, but he's taking care of the other stuff that Bob Quinn used to take care of. So just Like the cap people. stuff. Yeah, that cap, uh, like traveling, stuff like that. I don't know, some like other Isn't stuff. he the head cap guy? Yeah, he's the guru guy, but he's also doing the other things now too. Okay, okay. So, so Bob Quinn used to do that stuff. They're just having Holmes focus on the scouting stuff and have... I never knew that Bob, Bob Quinn made the hotels and stuff? No, like <laughs> like other GM, um, I, I don't know exactly what they were. They, they didn't mention them. I forgot what they were, but they were just like things that didn't really have to do with like like player acquisition and scouting. It was other things. So now, and then they report directly to Rod Wood, and Rod Wood reports to Sheila Ford. Hey, Rod Wood actually knows what a three-cone is and a 40-time is because he talked about it today in his press. I was like, okay, Rod, you're learning a little. That's good. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, well, we have Chris Spielman too, obviously. He's part of that staff as well with Rod Wood. And yeah, he's like their assistant. He's their um, consultant. Yeah, he's going to work on both, like, business side and football side, like, back and forth. Um, that's pretty cool for him. I think they're grooming him to be their next president. That's just me, though. It's just kind of like a gut feeling. Um, like, Rod takes a higher role, and then Spielman is, like, they're because they have him working on the coaching side, and now they're going to have to work on, like, the business side. So it just feels like they're grooming him to be the next team president. Yeah. All right, guys, that is a wrap to this episode of the Pride Podcast. Hope you all enjoyed this somewhat emergency podcast, which I think will be an emergency when you guys are listening to this, and that is the Lions hiring Dan Campbell, the worst unkept secret for the Detroit Lions. This has kind of been known since the Saints were even in the playoffs back all the way on Saturday, so it's almost the worst-kept secret, so I can't really say it's a emergency. It's kind of, I don't know, I'm going to let you decide that if you want to call it an emergency podcast or not because at the end of the day you're making the title and you're editing this so i'm gonna let you decide if you think it's an emergency podcast but with that being said hope you guys all enjoyed if you could leave those five star reviews on wherever the hell you guys are listening to this podcast it's much appreciated and with that being said i'm out peace all right guys hope you're all staying safe during this time and i'm out peace all right y'all it's your boy malcolm and i'm out man peace Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.